longer a buccaneer. S&P futures are up 24. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. Yes, Ms. Tubbs. Uh, no problem. I'll call someone about the plumbing. One of Beatrice's properties needs a new superintendent. Team is not someone with handyman superpowers and a concierge alter ego. Does anyone know any good electricians near Parkville? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Peloton is bringing so much new for the new year. With the Peloton Bike, you get access to new classes and new artist series. Punch up your power with Peloton Boxing. Work out to your favorite music with 100-plus artist series classes. For a limited time, experience it all with a $550 value offer on the Peloton Bike Plus, including $300 off the Bike Plus and free setup and delivery. A $250 value. Terms apply. Learn more at OnePeloton.com. A spokesperson says a popular comedian is recuperating after he was sidelined by the flu. George Lopez had to cancel his New Year's Eve comedy show after getting sick in the middle of his set. Audience members say he started sweating and asking for water about 30 to 45 minutes into the show, then eventually apologized and walked off stage. It's still not clear if Lopez had to go to the hospital. The comedian hasn't said much on social media, just a simple tweet saying thank you to Alaska Airlines on Saturday. Lopez is still set to perform later this this month in Las Vegas. Monica Ricks, CBS News. The story of a celebrated TV star will hit theaters this month despite her death. Hello, I'm Betty White. The producers have changed the name from 100 Years Young to A Celebration. The documentary was intended to mark White's 100th birthday on January 17th. She died three weeks shy of her centennial on New Year's Eve. Hot in Cleveland. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a health care plan that isn't affordable or you simply don't like it, right now is a great time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 or more per month with MediShare, and what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate when compared to health insurance. Double. You get access to a massive network of providers and 24-7 telehealth. And MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for more than 25 years, and it's more than just affordable healthcare, too. You get to be part of a community of Christians who pray for each other and support each other. But here's why now is the time to make the switch. Join before January 15th, and they'll waive your new member fee. So you'll save another $170 right off the bat. Call now. You'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is January 15th, so you can save even more. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. Happy holidays, Athens. TJ here from Pizza Cottage, and we're just the gift that keeps on giving. This holiday season, bring your family in for some pizzas, subs, wings, pastas, you name it. Or better yet, book our party room for your holiday gathering. Need a stocking stuffer or extra gift? Stop in and purchase a gift card for your special someone. So come visit me and the rest of our crew at 951 East State Street or check out our menu at pizza-cottage.com. Hi, Dasher here. I'm one of the reindeer. <laughs> you know, 
those reindeer. We're the ones who actually keep things going up here. The big guy isn't much help. He needs his rest for that magic night. And Mrs. Claus is busy with paperwork, making a list, checking it twice. Somebody has to keep the elves in line. Hey, keep it now in there! and take care of the finances. We go to OUCU Financial, formerly Ohio University Credit Union. Make the season shine with a holiday loan from OUCU Financial. Eight out of nine reindeer would definitely recommend. And it would have been nine out of nine if Vixen had just been paying attention to the question. With low interest rates, you can control your holiday debt, pay off high interest credit cards, and have enough left over for milk and cookies. When you go to OUCU Financial, you're not just one of the herd. Apply for a holiday loan from OUCU Financial and make your finances glow. Apply online at OUCU.org slash holiday or stop by a branch today. Subject to credit approval, fairly insured by NCUA. Are you a child care provider? Ever considered being a child care provider? Wanting to work from home and be your own boss? Athens County Child Care Unit can help you get started. Child care is essential to working families and the workforce shortage. Athens County is in desperate need of child care settings. Start your own business. Become a licensed family child care provider. Contact the child care unit at Ohio Means Jobs, Athens County, 510 West Union Street, or by calling 740-797-1405. Your sports leaders in Athens County, 970 WATH and WXTQ Power 105, the flagship station of your Ohio Bobcats and the home of the Athens County Game of the Week. And on 970 WATH, tune in for the Ohio State Buckeyes, Cincinnati Reds, Columbus Blue Jackets, Cincinnati Bengals, and all season long, Athens Bulldog football, basketball, and baseball. Monday through Friday, tune in to the sports fans starting at 6.06 and stay up to date with local sports. Follow us on Twitter at WATHWXTQ Sports. Steak and Shake thanks our community for patronizing our restaurant and supporting local business. You can visit Steak and Shake's drive-thru or order online for delivery and carryout at SteakandShake.com. We'll even bring it out to you with our curbside service. Enjoy delicious breakfast, burgers, shakes, fries, and more. Open 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. Call 740-592-2005 or visit us online at SteakAndShake.com. Be sure to sign up for our rewards club for even more deals. Steak and Shake, 941 East State Street in Athens. At Ohio Health, you can see your doctor here, there, or anywhere. Whether it's in person. Hi there. How are you feeling today? Or at home. Hi there, how are you doing? At one of our 200 plus care sites across the state. All right, let's take a look. Or on your tablet, smartphone, or computer. So when did this problem start? You'll feel good knowing Ohio Health provides the finest care anywhere. Schedule care today at ohiohealth.com slash finest care. I-N-E-P-T, M-F-T, track. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, rah, rah, rah. Coach Turf, your inept tech football team played RSVP. That's right, Rockslide Vermont Polytechnic. I'm interested in finding out what kind of game was it. Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we went out there and played a fine ball game. All the oysters played a fine ball game on offense and a fine ball game on defense and a fine ball game on special teams. And, of course, RSVP, they give us a fine ball game. So what all the fans seen when everything was over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. We're anxiously awaiting the results of that game, Coach. Were you able to pick up that first win of the season? I do want to point out to all the fans that uh, the boys, all the fighting oysters, acquitted themselves well out on the football field. I want to 
say that I am real proud of the way they played out there and all their mamas and daddies and, and grandmamas and granddaddies can be real proud of the way they played out there. They but acquitted coach, themselves fine. It was a real fine ball game. But, Coach, I think you're evading the issue. Did you pick up that first win of the season? Well, I do want to point out to the fans that we are playing these ball games one at a time. We're not worried about what happened last week. We're just looking forward to the ball game this week because we know that the finest thing that these boys can do is succeed in the classroom. We're not worried about what happens out there on the football field long as they uh, succeed in the classroom and make fine men out of themselves. We're not worried about playing football. We're interested in making some fine graduates and having them boys go out in the world and making some fine people out of themselves. Something tells me, Coach, you failed to pick up that first win of the season. Can't get nothing past you, can we? And I'll be back <laughs> with Coach Turf in just a moment. <laughs> nope. Can't get nothing past him. Not even a forward pass. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> or advance to a first down, apparently. Think or, Joe Burrow would help him or out? cross the goal line. I guarantee Joe Burrow could help him out. <laughs> the Art Turf Show is proudly brought to you this morning by Christmas Tree Recycling. <sighs> okay. Well, Coach Turf, I think we did finally establish the fact that the Oysters failed to pick up that first win of the season against RSVP last week, but uh, I don't think we got the score of the game. Well, you know, as fine as them boys played out there, you know, we played a fine ball game on offense and a fine ball game on defense. It seemed like uh, it, that, that the ball game hadn't uh, gone too far, and already it was halftime, and I looked up at the scoreboard, and it said 31 and zip and they was the 31, and we was the zip, and, and when the ball game was all over, finally said and done with, well, they was 57, and we was zip. Seemed like, uh, seemed like they found 57 different ways to score. Coach, with a 57 to nothing deficit, your new offense, the T-bone offense, which you just instituted for this game, must not have performed too well. Well, not only that, we just put it in, and it didn't do uh, worth shucks out there. That T-bone formation went to the dogs. Your quarterback, uh, you also had a new quarterback in the game, young man named Berger, I believe. That's right. You know, old Chuck Berger brought him up from the Texas squad just this week, took old third and 12th place. We thought we needed a change on offense, and they must have known old Chuck was coming because uh, they know that it was his first college ball game, his first college start, and they threw everything in the world at him. They was throwing red dogs. They was throwing blitzes. They heaped it all on him, and they was too many times in that ball game where I looked up and saw Berger on the field with everything on it. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Well, the holidays are over with. But let's try to keep some of those special feelings that occur during the holidays each year. Of course, there was a challenge or two. You know, we still have COVID floating around in a big way and 
you don't want to expose or make someone else ill. So a lot of the get-togethers were less than what we're accustomed to. Family-wise, my group did get together on Christmas. We had all taken, uh, first of all, we were all vaccinated. Second, we had all taken the, um, what do you call it, like the instant test. Takes 15 minutes before we got together. And, um, And we had a nice time. Could have done it again for th- for New Year's. We didn't. We just, everybody sort of kept to themselves. Did a couple things with neighbors, even last night. We had a nice, uh, sh- what do you call it, shared potluck meal with um, good friends and neighbors. Um, it's a tough year. And last year was too, but it seemed bigger this year. But with any luck at all, this thing is going to get resolved. And um, let's uh, cross our hearts and hope that um, next year, as all of these important events come about, we can return to that sense of normalcy with family and friends and special occasions, right? You buy that? Um, <clears throat> I wish I could, but what's, what's with these increased, oh, I see, increased uh, infections, hospitalizations, uh, I, for me, need to see a lot more. Yes, of course. Instead of numbers going back up again and going in the wrong way, just being realistic about it. The um, yes, that would be nice. You know, I hate to say there's a positive to Omicron, but from my very elementary knowledge of this, and I, as you know, I keep a ton of statistics. But what are statistics? They're just numbers. But um, my my knowledge of that says that there are far fewer deaths as a result of Omicron. It's a it's not as severe a COVID experience as some of the others before it. And. Um, well, we could get right into that now if if you think that's a good idea, Scott. Well, that's totally up to you. Okay. You've got the numbers. So yesterday's numbers, Sunday. The second of the second day of year twenty twenty two. Here in Athens County. We have now had a total of 104 deaths as a result of COVID. That all started, uh, the first death, uh, I believe, was on March 7th of the year 20. 
2020. Yesterday, there were 100 new cases, bringing the total for our county since this whole thing began to 9,168 counties. That means 14% of our population has experienced some degree of it. In our county, we had 317 being hospitalized yesterday. Now, a good number, 8,544 have recovered, which is 93.2% of those that got it have recovered. Vaccination rate here in our county is 52% even. Um, I would like to see that improve, but I know there are many people out there shaking their heads right now. They just don't believe in it. They don't want it. They're scared of it, whatever the case may be. I wish there was something we could do to make you feel more confident and resolved in taking it. All right, so, let's see, did I hit all the numbers? I think I did. The state of Ohio. Okay, we have about 11,700,000 people living in our state. The first case in the state was on March 1st of 2020. Yesterday, now these numbers go up and down a little bit because of some counties report their, there may be a delay in when they report them. For example, yesterday there were 37,626 new cases. But the day before that, about one-fourth of that amount. See what I mean? And it's not that there were so many more cases that one day. It's that these don't get reported. Like over weekends, the reporting is slower than during the week. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, the hospitalizations and the infections have to catch up with all that, too. Yes. And all the, the death rate, too. And that doesn't happen for a few weeks. So well, it, it, what, it, what you have there... Yeah, it's not quite a few weeks. It's it's at, at best one or two days off. Yeah, well, from the point of infection, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, in the state of Ohio, um, let's see here. We have had a total of 2,053,721 cases. That's 17.57% of the state's population has been dealing with this, most of which have already recovered. In fact, I'll just do that figure right now. 1,765,838 
That's 85.9% have recovered. Active cases right now, 287,800, which is 14% of that big number. Those requiring uh, hospitalization, we've got 11,626 in ICU care. We have 85,000 even yesterday. Uh, 85,000 even who are in regular hospital care, not intensive care. We've had 1,765,838 people who have recovered. That's 85.98%. 29,447 have died. That's 1.43%. Now, what about uh, vaccinations here for the state as a whole? 7 million. 2,940 vaccinations. That's 59.91% of our state's population have been vaccinated. Remember, it it was 52% here in our county, but almost 60% in the state. Now, I do one um, little bit here. If Athens County had the same statistics as um, the same percentages, I should say, as the state. Um, Instead of having Uh, 9,168 cases active right now, we would have had 11,479. That's 2,300 more. So, even though we aren't vaccinated to the same higher level that the state is, for some reason or other, we're having fewer cases, but only by a little bit. But I thought that's worth mentioning. You think it's important to do the U.S. and the international? Well, you might as well keep right on rolling. Okay. It's Monday. You usually do them on Monday and Friday, anyway. I hadn't noticed, but okay. <laughs> you hadn't um, noticed it was Monday? No, no, I hadn't noticed that I normally do them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, yes, I knew it was a Monday. Okay, that's good. It is a Monday. Already the third day. Just, um, just had a sip of coffee there. Okay. In the United States, we've got uh, just shy of 333 million people living in our nation. Now, the vaccination rate here is 73.2%. 
Way to go, U.S. Now, the first case in the U.S. was on September 5th of the year 20. Yesterday. Now, again, these figures kind of come in in spurts once in a while and then not so much. But it's a little bit perplexing. We can't get every single entity to enter these stats every day at the same time because, well, there's different times of the day depending on where you are and all that. But, anyway, forget that point. We had 277,000, 277,656 new cases yesterday in our nation. But the day before, we had 611,000. The day before that, 565,000. But last Thursday, 42,000. You see, it kind of it moves all over the place. Fluctuating, yep. <clears throat> and, and those numbers I just gave you were new cases. Bringing the total yesterday to 56, I'm sorry, 243,693 cases. No, 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 no. 243,693,395 cases since it began. Folks, scratch all of that. I just said the wrong things. This is a big graph, and I looked at the wrong... I, I got my lines mixed up. Okay, let's start this over. Let me get my numbers just right. I don't want to mislead you again. Okay, here we go. Cases as of yesterday. 56,142,175. So 16.9% of the population has had it. And of that number, some are active, right? The number I gave you before, that 243 million, 243 million represents the vaccination rate. 72, 73.2% have been vaccinated in our nation. I'm sorry if I got that confused in my head and confused you even worse. New cases yesterday alone, 277,656. New deaths yesterday, 246 in our nation. But again, because of reporting, the day before there were 1,417 deaths.
and then yesterday, 246 nationwide. Bringing the total deaths up to 847,408, which represents 1.51% of what? Of the people that got it passed. 1.5%. Active cases right now, where we said 243,000 have had it, 13 million, not, not, I keep saying thousand, 243 million have had it. Uh, just shy of 14 million have it presently. I hope I didn't confuse you too much. Yes, I messed it up again. I gave you the vaccination <clears throat> rate. Okay, let me try this one more time, and I might get it right this time. 56 million people have had it in our nation. Forty-one thousand, no, 41 million. Okay, I'm going to round these figures off. 56 million have had it. 41 million have recovered. 13 million are active. The problem I got into back there a few moments ago was I was saying thousands when it was millions. And that confused everyone. I think I better just stop. Uh, the world, um, the figures pretty much in the same brackets. Just be careful out there, please. Well, um, let's see if we can talk about some other things. Today, you know, we, we, we typical when we're having a free-for-all edition, which we are today, no guests coming in. Um, we talk about, um, you know, today is National List Day, or it's National Lat Day, right? Have you already talked about some of these? No. Okay. National Chocolate Covered Cherry Day. To Good which, stuff. Yes, I was going to uh, make some sort of sound effect to that effect. Go right ahead. Mm. Okay. Now I see a caller trying to get in. So let me finish this, and then we'll get right there. I think I grabbed the line. So it's National Chocolate Covered Day. It's National Fruitcake Toss Day. <laughs> what do you do? Like pass it like a football? <laughs> yep, right out the window into the garbage. No. <laughs> I'm not a giant... Fruitcake lover. Though. I don't like it. Never have. National Drinking Straw Day. Okay. Now, why yeah. do we need that? Yeah. It's like the Paperclip Day, the National Number Two Pencil Day, the Racer Head Day. Okay. On and on. And it's National, thank God it's Monday Day. TGIM. 
<laughs> I hadn't thought about that. That'd be true. <laughs> okay, uh, but let's not make our caller wait any longer. Good morning. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Oh, they, they, well, that one left. Going Okay, once. so here we go to a new one. Good morning. You're on the air. I was the same one. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going on to something else. I was going to make you wait a moment. That's all. No, that was okay. I, What's up? When you were talking about the COVID cases and everything, did I have two facts that I think should be point, pointed out. They're insane that whenever someone gets a COVID a second time, it's still counted as another COVID test. So that may be an inflated number because some people get it more than once. They're not separating duplicates from the originals. Heard that over the NPR. Are you talking about vaccines or are we talking about the actual cases, case? Just cases. Okay. When they get it a second time, now, it's considered another case. That's true. So I don't know whether... But it is not a common thing. The number of people... Okay, I'll try to find this statistic on this maybe tonight. I didn't know they were keeping a statistic on the dupes. But but the number of people that have had COVID twice is a very small number, percentage-wise. But I also thought it interesting... Some representative or senator or something kicked off TikTok for making statements that so many people that have had vaccine have died, making false numbers and making erroneous. Uh, Do that one again. The number who have vac- been vaccinated but then also went ahead and got it and died? Yes. Okay. She inflated that number. So I don't know. TikTok cut pissed off and stuff and kicked her off this thing. I don't know whether her name is Sarah Green or whatever. Name okay. or something like that. Now there's some political people who are... Yeah, she's a representative, yeah. I think. There are some people who are using these things improperly and without very factual information. And um, if I think of it tonight, I'll look that one up too. Okay. All right. Two little postscripts to your COVID thing. Two assignments. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. Nine seventy W A T H. So let's see. We said today was National Covered Chocolate Cherry Day. Mm-mm. The rest of these things I can let pass. Um, but since we weren't on the air yesterday uh, with this show. Um, Yesterday was National Science Fiction Day, National Cream Puff Day. Now, they're okay, right? Yeah, not bad. National Buffet Day. We have one in our home at supper time. National Personal Trainer Awareness Day. So we've taken care of those things. Um... Let's see. On this day in history, this date of January 3rd, it is. In 1496, Leonardo da Vinci unsuccessfully tests a flying machine. Think of that. 1496, and they were working on this stuff. 
I think that's neat. In 1521, Martin Luther is excommunicated by Pope Leo X from the Roman Catholic Church for failing to recant parts of his 95 theses, which started the Protestant Reformation. In 1777, General George Washington's Revolutionary Army defeats British forces at Battle of Princeton, that in New Jersey, of course. In 1925, Benito Mussolini dissolves the Italian Parliament and proclaims himself Dictator of Italy taking the title um, Ildus, Ildus, something like that, which uh, simply um, means the leader. Up in more present times, 1977, Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs. Incorporate the Apple Computer Incorporated. Nineteen eighty five Israel government confirms resettlement of ten thousand Ethiopian Jews. Okay, Scott, it's our turn to do this together with the birthdays and stuff. All right, here we go. Cicero. Born in 106 B.C., died in 43 B.C., Cicero. Marcus Tullius Cicero was a Roman statesman, lawyer, scholar, philosopher, and academic skeptic who tried to uphold optimate principles during the political crises that led to the establishment of the Roman Empire. Okay. I got stuck on something you said earlier, so I missed part of it. it. Was he pro the Roman Empire or against it? Uh, it looks like he was pro. Okay. He led to the establishment of that okay. Roman Empire. There we go. He's another picture of like a statue, cement head. Yeah. Okay, J.R.R. Tolkien. Ah, yes. Yep. Born in 1892 on this date, died in 1973. Tolkien. John Ronald Ruel Tolkien was an English writer, poet, philologist, and academic best known as the author of the high fantasy works The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Ah, yes. Now. I've read both of them. See, both were made into movies, too. Yes. Michael Schumacher. Today's his 53rd birthday. He I'm, is. Looks like an athlete. He is a German former racing driver who competed in Formula One for Jordan, Benetton, Ferrari, and Mercedes. Now, 
up in um, is it New Lexington, Ohio? Well, one of my jobs along the way, I worked for a uh, as a graphic artist for a print shop in Worthington. This is when I was still in high school. And folks, just for the record, I had an extra year of high school. Because <laughs> you liked it so well. Yeah, not, not really. But anyway, one of my teachers said, you didn't do well enough in that. So I had an extra year of high school. Oh, what the hell. Janie Dunscombe was her name. And, um, no, 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 no. Janie Fawcett. And, folks, her, her father was president of Ohio State. You had the Fawcett Center for Tomorrow building that was built after his years of presidency. And, um, Anyway, that, that's a whole nother story. But um, the, the company I worked for in, as a graphic artist, um, basically had a single owner. And he wanted to learn how to do race driving. And it turned out that up at New Lexington, is that where it is? No, that it's race? in Lexington, just Lexington. Lexington, Mid Ohio. Mid Ohio, yes. Yeah. Okay. There's a racetrack where they also have classes. And it's a very fine, respectable track. And he said, uh, I don't want to do this alone. You want to do it with me? And so he paid for my. <clears throat> class and we raced up there learn how to drive racing on a track and this was not an oval this was a what would you call that it has a the figure eight no no this was like it had um You know, there was different places you drove, and it it was essentially you went in a circle, except the circle wasn't a circle. Yeah. It was roadways. Right. Okay. Fascinating. And the, your Michael Shoemaker did that. Okay, the last birthday, famous birthday we have is that of Greta Thunberg, T-H-U-N-B-E-R-G, who, as I understand it, is celebrating today her 19th birthday. Hmm. How about that? Kind of an attractive girl. Greta Tintin Eleonora Erman Thunberg is a Swedish environmental activist who is known for challenging world leaders to take immediate action for climate change mitigation. At 19. At 19. Remarkable. Okay, two deaths to go over. Uh, this 
first one, as I recall, the name Jack Ruby. It's a bad guy. Yeah. Born in 1919. I'm sorry, born in 1911, died in 1967. Obviously known for assassinating Lee Harvey Oswald yeah. in the garage of the Dallas County Jail. <sighs> the man who allegedly assassinated JFK. The next is Joy Adamson. She was born in 1910 and died in 1980. Joy Adamson. Joy Adamson. Frederick Victoria Joy Adamson. Nay Gessner. <laughs> anymore. Was a naturalist, artist, and author. Her book, Born Free, describes her experiences raising a lion cub named Elsa. Born Free was printed in several languages and made into an Academy Award-winning movie of the same name. Well, fair enough. Yes. Now, last week, leading up to New Year's, we talked about various kinds of New Year's resolutions, right? Yes. You want to do those later? You want to talk about the Bengals? You want to talk about Joey? Do you want to go resolutions? Well, I think there's time for all of this. Let's do oh. the the Bengals first. Okay. My wife was ecstatic. <laughs> I have never known her to get so hooped up <laughs> over an, an athletic event. Well, I thought we, we should probably do this since it's big news, you well, know. Well, duh. It, no, it's not a duh. It is big news. That sounds condescending when you do that. I like, don't think so. Like I've said I something mean, totally off the wall. No, duh means obviously. Do, do you don't agree with that in your head? Uh, well, no, because I when I just say something and then I get a well, duh, I'm like, did I say something that stupid? No, you said something that obvious. Yes. This is a big deal. So some people, the reason I say that obvious, because some people may not know what we are talking about. Well, Joe. We're talking about Joe. Joe Burrow. Bengals quarterback now. Bet the, you've never heard of him. Well, maybe some people haven't. You know, we, we even did a show last everybody. week or two weeks ago about Joe Burrow. That's right. With his dad and a CBS, uh, the Bengals radio play-by-play Dave color guy. Lampley, Lapham. Dave Lappin, um, on the show with us live. Okay. Well, anyway, the Bengals played yesterday. Did you know that? I did. I I hope our audience knew that. Like I said, my wife is gaga over th- those games. I've never seen that before out of her. Do it. Well, the Bengals won with a last-second field goal, 34-31. They erased two 14-point deficits. Yeah, Joe Bengal continue. Uh, Joe Bengal. Well, he might as well be Joe Bengal. <laughs> yeah. Joey Bengal. 
That's his new moniker right now. Goody Bingo Burrow. Joe Cool Bingle. Joe Burrow has set records at Athens High School, at LSU, and now on the professional level with the Cincinnati Bengals. And he'll continue to set records, too, as long as uh, he's got a line that can protect him. He still got hit 10 times yesterday, I think. And the wide receivers are just amazing how they get into sync with Joe and the pass routes that they run. And now they are the AFC North champions. Two years ago, they were in last place. I think they were 2-14. and 14. And now Joe has them at 10-6. and six. It's not all Joe, and he'll tell you that too. However, without Joe, they're not 10-6. and six. It's plain and simple that way. So with that, uh, they've got a potential number one seed, which means they could get playoff home field advantage. Now, some things have to happen for the Bengals to get that number one seed. Uh, so right now, Tennessee is sitting at the number one. But uh, Joe got uh, – he got, had a little injury there at the end of the game and uh, came back out. And, and great clock management by the Bengals there to make the Chiefs use their timeouts and let the clock run down to where the Bengals could kick a field goal with just a few seconds left. But uh, Joe got tackled, and then it looked like something with his right leg. Now, that's not the same leg or knee that he had surgery on, but he limped off the field and uh, out of the game. So, uh, I, you know, people say, okay, they've clinched the division. Should he sit out? this week against the Browns. The Browns are out of the playoff picture now with the Bengals' win yesterday. So um, they play tonight, but people are saying, should he sit out? Knowing Joey, he's not going to sit out. He doesn't want to sit out because they've still got that possibility of the number one seed. So that begs the burning question to you, one Dave Palmer. Will... Your wife, Pat, watch the Bengals if Joe Burrow does not play. No, oh, I think she will. You think so? Not with the same enthusiasm, but... Okay. The burning question has been answered. Well, that's, it's just a guess on my part. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, Joe was 30 of 39, 446 yards with four touchdown passes. And what another performance. Gutsy. Super cool Joe. He was on fire. And again, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow just have that special relationship that they had at LSU. And as I've said, the Bengals would certainly have made one of the biggest draft mistakes ever had they not drafted Joe Burrow. And I know the Bengals wanted to get some line protection for Joe, but look what they got with Jamar Chase. More points on the scoreboard. So, anyway, way to go, Joe. Way to go, Bengals. We're proud to be an affiliate of the Cincinnati Bengals Football Radio Network here at 970. Okay, there's the Bengals. There you go. Um, Ohio State football. They played fantastic Saturday evening in the Rose Bowl. What a wild game. Didn't look good in the beginning. They were down 14 to nothing. Came back and won 48 to 45. 
on a last-second field goal, much like the Bengals did. They win the Rose Bowl, and I believe they will finish ranked in the top four as Michigan got pounded and Cincinnati got pounded in their bowl games. We have a caller. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hey, if uh, Joe has the record in the NFL for being sacked, I think it's 50 sacks, and he should definitely sit out the next game. I mean, if he was the least sacked quarterback, I'd say go ahead and play. But you just have to play the odds. I mean, he's he's going to get hurt if they don't get him some uh, offensive line. But that's it. I think he should sit it out. I, I My hunch is, um, and what do I know? But my hunch is uh, it may start out that way, but they'll put him in later. later. Uh, but try to avoid at least uh, a third to a half of the game. Yeah, he's he definitely has the most sacks in the NFL. For those of you who don't know what a sack is, that means being quarterback being tackled by the defensive line or any player of the defense yep. behind the line of scrimmage when he drops back to pass. But uh, maybe we'll both be right. Yeah, knowing Joe, I I know he'll be ready to go, but depending on what the franchise and the brass of the Bengals have to say, is that number one seed more important to them to risk an injury? So yeah. we'll we'll see. Hey Dave, we'll see you Wednesday. Yeah, I think he Oh, he hung up yeah, already. I think okay. he took off there. Okay. Too. So uh anyway, back to the Ohio State game. Just a gutsy performance. The Buckeyes were shorthanded because some of their better players opted out of the game to avoid risking injury because they know they're going to be high draft picks in the NFL and they don't want to get hurt. Now, this happened a few years ago with a Notre Dame linebacker. He played in a bowl game, injured his knee, and he was going to be a high draft round, a high round draft pick in the NFL, and he was never the same. We only have three minutes left, but uh, let me cover an entirely different topic. Okay. One more thing, if I can get in there. Bobcat basketball tomorrow night at Akron, uh, 6 o'clock. It is going to be on TV. It's at Akron. Yeah, the the CBS Sports Network, I believe. It's on 6 p.m. tomorrow night. Bobcats are 10 and 2. Lady Bobcats are 6 and 3. Well, it'll be um, here on our stations, too. Yes. All right. Um, let's see. I don't know if I have time to do this. Go for um, it. Okay, so at New Year's, what do we do? We keep res- we we make resolutions, and the number of them that are actually kept uh, and succeeded in, I don't know. That'd be interesting to find out. But uh, here's a list of best cities for keeping resolutions, as well as worst cities for keeping resolutions. Okay, in neither case is there anything in Ohio. But the best cities, Scottsdale, Arizona. Seattle, Washington, San Francisco, Irvine, California, where son Paul lives, San Diego, Salt Lake City, Overland Park, Kansas, uh, Plano, Plano, Texas, 
Fremont, California, and Austin, Texas. Those are the top ten cities for keeping a resolution. How about for not keeping? Top three, Fayetteville, North Carolina, Montgomery, Alabama, San Bernardino, California, Jackson, Mississippi, Augusta, Georgia, Detroit, Michigan, Huntington, West Virginia, Shreveport, Louisiana, Gulfport, Mississippi, and lastly, Newark, New Jersey. Well, but just if you live in one of those cities, you don't have to give up just based on that. Um, we're out of time now. Let's see here. Just about. What's the weather looking like since we're about out of time? I don't know. Where is it? It's all around. Take a look. Okay, well, 28 degrees we have at this very present moment. Cloudy out there. Uh, they say that it'll climb up to 34 and be just partly sunny. As we look ahead a few days, 42 tomorrow, 50 on Wednesday. In both cases, just partly sunny. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. Still, millions are returning to classrooms after holiday break. Camille Turno is a teacher in New York City. I recognize the need for students to be present in the buildings, but I'm also cognizant of the fact that if we're all bunched up together and we get sick, we're not going to be there anyway. Infections in the city jumped 218% in just two weeks. New York, California, Vermont, and Connecticut are sending rapid antigen tests to schools and families. Correspondent Vicki Barker is in London. Face masks once again mandatory in most British schools after studies show that does slow the spread of Omicron. The rapid spread of the new variant has led to critical staff shortages across the UK economy, including in hospitals, nursing homes, and on public transportation. Travel through U.S. airports is still a nightmare. Another 1,800 flights into, out of, and within the country are canceled today. Correspondent Errol Barnett is at Reagan National outside Washington. You had... Uh um, peak holiday demand, plus these COVID outbreaks, and now severe weather systems marching through the country. Airline schedules just could not keep up. Some airlines, like JetBlue, are canceling flights preemptively over the next two weeks. Heavy snow is falling in Washington, D.C., where the forecast calls for as many as eight inches before the day is over. Flakes are falling in Philadelphia and in New York City. Sanitation Commissioner Edward Grayson. We have uh, over 700 salt spreaders loaded and ready to go. And we will be salting throughout the duration of the snowfall, trying to keep everybody safe. Teams are using cadaver-sniffing dogs as they search for two people still missing after a massive wildfire swept through a suburb north of Denver Thursday. Paul Bassas considers himself...